Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again, people, my fine fellow friends and family. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd. This is the Alcast, the Ottawa Valley's number one football and fighting podcast. As always, I am your host with the most, formerly known as Ghost, Al Adams. And uh, let's get the show cracking, shall we? Not a lot of off-season news where the uh, world of football is concerned after the Super Bowl finished up a couple weeks back. Um, just teams starting to kind of think about off-season roster choices, uh, what players to cut in terms of salary cap and that kind of thing. Um, obviously some trades to be made before the draft to get your teams aligned in what kind of uh, picks you might want. I believe my Ravens have 12 picks in the first four rounds of the draft or something crazy like that. Uh, a few basketball games on tomorrow night, which is Thursday, of course, February 24th. As we record this now on Wednesday, got the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Pistons. Uh, Cavaliers, relatively heavy favorites in that one. Pistons might be a good look at a plus 350 underdog. That's a winnable game for them, even though the Cavs have been much improved this year. Celtics at Nets. Uh, I like the Nets as an underdog there too. Brooklyn heating up since the trade deadline, getting a couple good pieces from Philly, as well as picks, which will help them out in the offseason for sure. With uh, James Harden being up out of there now, and of course them getting Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and I think it was two first-round picks, or a first and a second. Uh, winning that deal, I think, Brooklyn. If I had to guess, I don't know how many more good seasons James Harden has, the way he treats himself in the offseason. Then we have Atlanta Hawks and Chicago Bulls in a bit of a 50-50 game there. Bulls three-and-a-half-point favorites. Memphis Grizzly, Minnesota Timberwolves. Phoenix Suns, OKC. Phoenix Suns, the probably heaviest favorites of the night. Um, NBA finalists last year and OKC being one of the worst teams in the league at the minute. Golden State Warriors. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, Warriors have been playing kind of weird ball lately, they get down in a game, they just start shooting threes from everywhere, but uh, they don't really have enough big, so I guess that's kind of how they do, and the Denver Nuggets going into Sacramento, taking on the Kings, who have been playing upset ball lately, especially at home, so I'm edging San, or Sacramento rather as dogs in that one. Talk a little basketball now on the pod that football's done. And just to quickly start off the show, of course, we'll jump over to the world of the squared circle now. Um, Dum-dum-dum, Friday, I see some matchups here. Not too many names, I know. Uh, a couple relatively heavy favorites in one 50-50 fight, but not really worth talking about. Uh, Guillermo Rigondo is a former, I believe, he was a lightweight... Uh, Talented Cuban, I think. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko fought him. He's in action Saturday against Vincent Astrolabio. Uh, Rigando, a pretty heavy favorite there at minus 1,000. 
Bum, bum, bum. I think these are some from like a matchroom show going on in the UK. Josh Taylor, Jack Catterall. Yes, I just watched um, part of the gloves are off for that on Sky Sports Boxing. Big shout out. Sky Sports Boxing really turning up the heat the last few weeks with some of their uh, boxing promotional videos and content. Been enjoying a lot of that. And I guess Josh Taylor is a very heavy favorite. Of course, the Unified. See a welterweight champion or a super lightweight, something like that. And the Scott going up against the Englishman. Uh, classic matchup over there. Josh Taylor, minus 2,000 favorite. And uh, yeah, probably edge Josh Taylor there. He's a pretty good tactician. Can mix it up. Seems like the more experienced of the two has gone against with the top opposition and handled himself well, so I'm edging Josh Taylor in that one. Uh, could even see a potential stoppage. And on the Sunday, um, John Hedges, who's, I think, one of Matchroom's bigger prospects now. He's really tall and long for his weight class. He's a minus 5,000s favorite against Alexander Nagolsky. Setting him up for a win there, I imagine. Campbell Hatton. Is back in action, which really hasn't got a lot of press lately. So I think they're trying to maybe not put so much spotlight on Campbell Hatton. As I think early in his career, he's already kind of felt the pressure a little bit to perform as he's gotten a lot of media attention and a lot of that um, matchroom buildup. So maybe them trying to ease the pressure off young Campbell Hatton a bit. He's still a minus 900 favorite against Joe Ducker, it's a pretty safe bet, I imagine. <clears throat> Fabio Wardley, he's going to be fighting one of uh, Dillian White's heavyweight stablemates. Again, a very heavy favorite against a Daniel Martz. Uh, he's a good look this weekend. Anthony Fowler, uh, Gallia Fai, both relatively heavy favorites. Jordan Gill and Lawrence Acoli. Oh, that's a pretty good... Saturday, Sunday of boxing and some good heavyweight, cruiserweight, and uh, welterweight fights, you know. You know, I'm definitely picking Lawrence Acoli to most of the guys who get the big match and push to get the the wins this weekend. They uh, Even when they lose, they win with those UK judges, it seems like. So, it is what it is. Don't say there's no bias, Eddie Hearn. I see you, pal. I see you. Sneaky, sneaky, big head. Sneaky, sneaky. And Saturday, February 26th, of course, the UFC back in action with another fight night card. Bum, bum, bum. Running down the roster here, not seeing too many names. I recognize Terrence McKinney, who had like a seven-second knockout in his last fight. He's a plus-110 underdog, actually. Against a man by the name of Ferris ZM. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing that, but uh, Terrence McKinney, a good look as an underdog there. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Islam Makachev, Bobby Green, of course. Makachev, a very heavy favorite. You usually don't see uh, minus 1,000 favorites in MMA too often, especially the UFC, but. Uh, maybe Bobby Green a potential good look at a plus 600 if you uh, 
Want to cheer on the people's champ, Bobby Green? What's he to win by knockout? Oh, plus 1,000 by any kind of stoppage. But what's uh, Islam Makachev by stoppage? I think that's far more likely. Because if you take Islam Makachev just to win a decision, minus 1,000, you're not going to make too much on that at all, at all, at all. But if you take him to win by a stoppage, which I could easily see him getting a first round submission or ground and pound, or at least in the first couple rounds. Unfortunately for my boy Bobby Green, who I'm a big fan of, you can get that at minus 250 right now, which I think would probably be the best bet to make on that. Um, Yeah, so Makachev by stoppage, even though my heart very much wants to say Bobby Green gets the upset. I can't see it happening, especially on 10 days notice at a catch weight. Um, hard to do, but... Who knows? Stranger things have happened in MMA. No one thought Amanda Nunes was going to lose her belt either. So, Bobby Green wins that. He should definitely get a title shot. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Misha Sirkinov, who trains out of Canada. Remember, he used to train at TriStar and was big on the Canadian scene back in the day at light heavyweight. He's still doing the damn thing, going against Wellington Terman. Bit of a weird name there. Kind of the hot prospect versus the UFC vet there. Uh, Misha Sirkinov, a slight favorite. I'll probably edge my boy Misha. Um, Priscilla Cachuera versus Jiyun Kim, who had that good fight with Meatball Molly McCann not that long ago. That'll be decent. When's that UFC London card? Is that the March 5th card? Patty Pimblett and Meatball Molly should both be on that card, no? Or March 12th. I'm looking for that card right now. It's not the next card. Uh, it's not the March 12th card. What? I thought it was in March. I want to see Meatball Molly and Patty Pimblet, bro. Don't fuck with your boy. Anyways. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, eh? And then, 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 what are the football odds like for next season? They're already looking at to win outright, to win MVP, and to win conference. You can bet on the number one overall pick of the draft and even the CFL uh, to win outright. What's my, what are the Ravens to win outright? 2,000? Oof. I don't know. I think they'll go worse than that at some point, to be honest. Or I take the Ravens at like plus 2,500 or plus 5,000 or something like that if the odds get too low. Depending on how the draft and moves in the offseason get made, the odds will always get adjusted. So I'm going to wait on that. You know, boys and girls. Boys and girls. Oh, I got to work out today. I've been dogging it. I've been dogging it, to be honest. Oh, let's looking for football headlines here for my people. Momentarily, my sweets, momentarily. Uh, there's no edits on the outcast, so we don't pause while we do our research. We do it on the show, because who needs a fucking producer? I'm the kid. I got two thumbs, and I can pull things up. 
oh man, the football podcasts are already talking about hockey. See what I mean? At least I'm talking about basketball. I can't help you where hockey's concerned. I got lucky on a hockey bet, but that's all it is. I don't follow it, bro. Um, Still lots of skepticism about Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay. Uh, He's put out some cryptic online messages as of late. Uh, People betting on QB trades in the offseason. Some names being thrown around like um, Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. Ryan Tannehill, basically all the quarterbacks who either underperformed last season but are still kind of considered to be relatively high-caliber starting quarterbacks or at least guys that can compete for a starting job. And, uh, you know, guys that had beef with their teams. seems like players are becoming more outspoken when they're not all about the situation where they're at with their team, i.e. Kyler Murray with the Arizona Cardinals and Aaron Rodgers and, I don't know, other guys as well. Obviously, um, Lamar Jackson's contract situation with the Ravens is still kind of up in the air, unfortunately, but... Hopefully we get that deal done as I'd like to get him on a long-term five-year-plus kind of contract to take him through the prime of his young career, Patrick Mahomes-type deal, um, to secure the bag with him as I think if he stays with us, we get a, a Super Bowl in the next three years which some people might say is wishful thinking, but I like to just think I'm an optimist when it comes to the Ravens uh, or a delusional fan, either or. You can kind of uh, make a Venn diagram, I suppose, and those circles would overlap at some point. The NFL and XFL have officially agreed to some kind of partnership with the XFL almost becoming like a feeder farm league type thing to the NFL. And also like a place where they can kind of um, trial shoot new rules and adjustments to the game. And uh, yeah, I think that's an interesting opportunity for both. I've always said there's room for another football league with the amount of talented players there are out there. And a good opportunity for a lot of these guys to prove that they deserve a shot at the big show. I don't think the CFL is the best place for that at all. It does happen every now often where there's some players that hop over, but I really think the CFL, for the most part, does like a terrible job of marketing itself and the the rules and restrictions in Canada the last couple of years have not done professional sports any favors in terms of getting them out to the masses especially when we're talking about live attendance and games, it's a joke. And even um, how well that they've adapted to this new online social media age of marketing, they could have done a lot better job. I think the CFL games are way too hidden to a big audience who don't watch like satellite television or um, are consuming things mostly on their smart devices nowadays. And 
yeah, I just don't think the the CFL is really like the place to be if you're like a a player who wants to market yourself to a wider audience. I think you're kind of tucked away a little bit up here in the north. As much as I hate to say it, I'd love for football to be a bigger sport in Canada. I think the athletes deserve uh, more money and more attention for what they do, but it's also kind of seen as like a bit of a joke, it seems, to a lot of football players or a lot of guys, if they can't get into the NFL out of college, would just rather go into some kind of day job because they seems like they can make more money a lot of the time than if they were to continue playing football in the CFL. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we already mentioned the Kyler Murray story. Um, people talking about the Bengals' potential for next year. Uh, I think the AFC North will be a lot more competitive next year, so we'll see. Mm, the Rams talking about how many players they'll be able to retain. And... Yeah, not too many other off-season news in the terms of football, ladies and germs. So we'll wrap it up there. Last show went a little long. This show went a little short. But uh, like I mentioned, exactly. Not a lot of football news going on at the minute. We're kind of in the the cold season for that before the off-season trades and uh, draft news really starts to pick up. That's why we'll talk a little bit more basketball and some other things as well. And, yeah, there's lots of great boxing on this weekend and the coming weeks. So continue talking the squared circle, of course, as well as the UFC. There is a Bellator card, but I didn't check it out. I don't really follow Bellator, so I'm kind of talking out my arse if I tell you guys anything about that other than two or three fighters that kind of pique my interest as much as I am a combat sports fanatic there's only so many fights you can watch and it does consume probably more than enough of my attention as it is uh kind of wanted to play nba 2k today because i heard some people talking about it on a podcast yesterday i was like oh yeah i used to be pretty good at nba 2k i was sick at nba 2k 14 for the xbox 360 you always look back at those games you're like oh, before like online gaming was a huge thing like it was a thing but i wasn't into it um back in the day or really right now either like i don't play against other people i'm, I'm a loner gamer so i just like play the campaign mode or like the franchise mode of most things you can play offline but i was really good at nba 2 2k14 no humble brag but i got 2k17 for my xbox one I wouldn't mind having a later edition, but I got to check Amazon for the prices or a new uh, copy of Madden. I wanted Madden 21 maybe because I got my boy Lamar on the cover of that. And my copy of Madden 19 is not working on my Xbox at the moment because it says it needs to update to play. Then I go to update it and it says the update for this game is not available. So it's a bit of a cat chasing its own tail type thing so i tried playing some madden 17 instead because i have still that copy of the game as well but i was like this is kind of whack to play like this five-year-old now copy of the game now i just feel like uh 
I don't know, like a Momo head playing that. And basketball, you know, it's got its appeal as well. And I don't know if my creative character is still saved on my Xbox. I've messed around with some of my old save files trying to clear room for shit. Because I need to buy an external hard drive for it as well. But, uh, I've been playing some Tales of Vesperia, Bandai Namco, the Tales of series. As I'm, I have Tales of Arise, the newer edition of that as well. But it actually just made me want to play the older one because I like it more. And what was I going to say? Yeah, I spent way too much time playing Stardew Valley the last two days as well. I've been trying not to pay as much attention to the news here up north as it just pisses me off lately. And uh, yeah, it's it's just anger porn at the end of the day. You know, sometimes on social media, you can get caught in this cycle of watching things that actually make you angry. Well, I don't know. Like most people probably don't like do that (laughs) i can i can definitely get caught in this thing of like it's one of the negative things about social media is that the videos that get a lot of attention and that kind of get pushed to your feet are often the things that generate a lot of comments or attention on them and sometimes those things can be um relatively negative or polarizing yeah polarizing and yeah, I'm just like so done with the Canadian political scene and the all the stuff that's going on here in Ontario and through the country, federal politics and Ontario politics and some of the things like I don't want to go too deep into it on the show because that's not what we talk about here, but it's my life. It does affect me negatively to some degree well to a pretty big degree i'd say it's really done a number on me this year and uh so i've been trying to kind of put that way on the back burner like just go radio silent on it for at least a couple weeks here maybe until i don't know it's indefinitely right now because it became way too much of a thing that was occupying my mind like I couldn't stop thinking about, like, how pissed off I was about some of the things going on here. (coughs) Pardon me. In Ottawa and in Canada in general. And, uh, yeah, you don't have to be a a brainiac to kind of understand what I'm talking about there. But, nonetheless, yeah, we talked a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I even did a little bit of a gaming corner update. Uh, I'm going to see if there's some room to get NBA 2K17 back on my Xbox. I might have to take off Grand Theft Auto 5 again. Oh, even though, I man, I marathon played that game in like three days or something last week. It was obscene how fast I went through the storyline because I just sat down and fucking played it all day. Like, I guess my life is blessed to a degree that I can do that, but... It's also just another form of distraction of like <laughs> living vicariously in another world. I almost like live action role play while I play those games and like, oh, I don't have to think I'm, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. I appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, please rate this podcast five stars on spotify or where you can 
uh, leave a positive review if you like the show, or just uh, some helpful critiques, maybe, if you don't. I'm always open for suggestion. Be a friend and tell a friend about the show. Uh, I'm looking to get a Patreon for the show at some point to help uh, maybe allow myself to just make digital content at one point instead of having to get some shitty job I don't want to work and drives me crazy and um bum 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 I'm off social media now so you can't find my Instagram can't find my Facebook I don't have a Twitter (laughs) so you can't follow me on anything else but yeah I guess the best way of supporting me is to support the podcast and support the YouTube channel. You can find it at Al Adams. And I'll try to make some more content there. But to be honest, I made something last week. But I got to be more consistent with that as well. If I want the channel to grow. It has grown a little since the last couple of years. Where I've been putting a bit more into it. But it could definitely... I could be, do a better job of trying to make regular content on the YouTube channel as well. So if you're interested in what I have to say. What I'm doing... Al Adams is the place on YouTube. And yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace.